Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast and the Mindset Matters Edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey, and are you still clear on your intended destination, or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of Mindset Matters. Listen in, enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast, Mindset Matters episode, as always, joined by Stephanie Hanlon-Francie, the brilliant, beautiful, uber smart, talented... Sometimes frustrating. Very frustrating (laughs) (laughs) co-host. Hi, hon. Hi. Okay, we got a lot of ground to cover, lots of really cool things to talk about today. I mean, we're coming off, you're coming off the Olympics, I'm coming off with you. I was kind of part of your support team. And along the journey, as we work with the clients that we work with, you with your Olympic athletes and myself with the RAIN community, as as well as that coaching we do in personal professional development side of things, what we come to understand is certain patterns that we want to recognize and we've recognized them with ourselves. I want to always stress that, you know, is that we not only coach this work, we live this work and we're always learning, always growing, always trying to figure shit out. So we often use the term and the expression that, you know, awareness is the first step in anyone's journey of where they want to go, right? Awareness is a curse, but also it can be a blessing. Well, I think, yeah, I, I used to use that phrase too. And then, you know, and I've lost her name who taught me TM so many years ago. Paula. Paula. Yes. Paula said, I said that to her once. I said, awareness is a curse and a blessing. And she goes, it's always a blessing. It's only ever a A blessing. blessing. Okay. So let's talk about awareness and uh, start on that, that conversation about awareness. It's a, it's a big one. Now we all have, I shouldn't say we all, we will often set goals, specific targets and goals. And then as well, let's just talk about outcomes and then a little bit about how we want our life to work and how we want our life to look. And we set goals along the way that will support that. And there was a, I guess, uh, question that gets asked, which is, are you interested in those outcomes and those goals, or are you committed to them? Which is a worthy conversation given you just coming off the Olympics. Okay, go. Wow. You know, there's a lot of interest in being Olympic champion. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it takes a little bit more than interest. It takes a lot of commitment, blood, sweat, and tears. It takes awareness. It takes a willingness to change and to move and to grow and to maybe even leave your own country. It takes um, a readiness you have to prepare. It takes um, 
action it it takes well it, it doesn't it takes it to what you said it takes commitment right so the the question is this is that you know we see this with real estate investors we see this with business owners we see this with just people in general we're we're guilty of it too as you know are we interested in something or are we committed to it when we're committed to it then we have to realize that we're going to go through and on the journey this is a conversation we've had in previous podcasts which is People want the gold medal. They see that gold medal. They want the billion dollars because they see the guy with the billion dollars and the planes and all the stuff or the hundreds of millions or tens of millions, whatever that looks like for that particular person. They see the outcome is the point. What they don't see is the journey to get there, what it takes. And what it took was a commitment and the willingness to go on the journey. And because... They also recognize that the journey is an important part of it. They want to go on the journey. It's, they have to want to go on the journey and know that go. there is a journey. Yes. And so that goes back to the commitment part of it. And so when you're committed to something, you are committed to going on that journey and just figuring shit out. So whatever that is, you know, putting the right people in your life, uh, learning as you go along and, and understanding who you have to become to achieve that outcome. And so when we look at this, you know, the next part of awareness is in who we're being, in what we're doing, how we're showing up. And awareness is not enough, I guess, is the biggest thing, right? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You know, because it's interesting, we, you know, we were, uh, or you were, I guess, coaching somebody around awareness and, uh, they, you, they said to you, I have a lot of awareness. Oh, I have a ton of awareness. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, it was such an eye-opener for me. She goes, I'm hugely aware. I know exactly what's going on, and I know what that person is doing, that person is doing, and why they're right and they're wrong. And I kind of stopped her, and I said, you know, I don't think that's awareness. I think mm -hmm. it's judgment. Well, when she's, we aware, she's, she's aware, aware of her judgments. <laughs> <laughs> no, she thought they were awareness, and yeah, it yeah. actually propped her up and yeah. made her very, very right. Because mm -hmm. she was very strong in her opinions and very strong in her belief systems, and she was a right fighter. So it was very difficult at that time for me to help her shift um, onto seeing that is not awareness. Awareness is internal. Mm -hmm. Judgment is when you throw your quote-unquote awareness onto what you think other people are doing right or wrong, and then you make your decisions based on that. Mm -hmm. Awareness, self-awareness is the first step. Well, I think that's, well, in, in this particular conversation, I mean, we can have an awareness of what's going on in our environment, for example. Is it safe? Is it dangerous? What's happening in our environment? There's an awareness of that, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the awareness of who we are, and that leads us to the conversation about the awareness of, for perhaps we get into it right away, which is the awareness of our belief systems. Okay. Ooh, that's tough. RBS. RBS. So when we look at belief systems, and this is such an interesting conversation, and the reason that I wanted to get into that belief systems side of the equation is because often, because awareness isn't enough. You can have an awareness of your patterns, you can have an awareness of your belief system, but then you have to make a concerted and focused effort to examine that and really choose, if you are, to do the work to actually reconfigure that belief system. Because a lot of belief systems that we have, we may be aware of them and we may want to change them, but that takes work because our default and our brain is wired to take the path of least resistance, which is go back to our belief system, even if we know it's not serving us. Totally. So where do you think those belief systems come from? Well, 
you know, we've done enough work over the years to understand that our belief systems, most of our belief systems, and I don't know what percentage I wouldn't want to share, but I think it's probably 95% of our belief systems. We've all heard this stat before, developed before we're five or six years old, right? I mean, we come into this world with no belief systems. We come into this world a blank sheet of paper. And then as we go through life and we have experiences in early on, especially, they get hardwired into us. Now, those experiences and what we do are... I guess, confirmed or supported by our experience with it, right? Like, so our belief is, is, is a function of our experiences or interpretation of an experience and or somebody who verifies that experience says, well, that was an awesome experience or that was a not awesome experience. That was a bad experience. And so we believe and we shape our belief systems around that. What's interesting about that is as I'm learning over the last few years with the Olympians and the the clients that I work with is that busting the belief systems or busting or or not busting them, but breaking them or shifting them is probably the hardest work I've ever done with people. So when we have our belief systems, ultimately that forms into our story, right? The story of our life, the story of why we can do things, why we can't do things, the story of our mindset. Is it growth mindset? Is it a fixed mindset? That's all part of what we're doing. So in this particular conversation and what we're trying to get to here is to examine our belief systems and understand that our belief systems have to be questioned. So the awareness of it is, okay, I'm going to use an example. We were talking about this pre-show and I'm very mechanically inclined and, and I'm not off the charts mechanically inclined, but I'm definitely, you know, above average in terms of, of a mechanical inclination for. Or hence your nickname is Patrick MacGyver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but the point of it is this, is that I grew up in an environment with my dad who we f- were fixing cars. We were fixing stuff all the time. We were fixing things. It was like, don't go buy it new fix it. You know, that was, you know, that was then. So, but in that environment, I would be working on a project. My dad would walk in and go, well, my dad was a little bit different, but he would do one of two things. He'd say, is that the best you can do? Uh, Let me show you how to do it better. Or you can do that better. So all probably well-intended as a dad, he's just trying to guide his son. But what's my interpretation of it? My interpretation of it is I'm doing it wrong and I can't do it right. Well, that all of a sudden becomes a narrative I have that I carry forward into my adult life, which is I'm doing it wrong. I can't do it right. And then, and I can blame my dad for that, which I have many times. And realizing that part of the shift of that belief system is also forgiving him and realizing that I have the talent, I can do it. And what I've learned to do and what he taught me to do is actually very functional. And it's a, it was a gift that he gave me in spite of what I believed for so many years about myself, just by his simple being a dad, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's interesting. Even this morning, as we were working on the content for this conversation is that, you know, we come, we bump into something and one of the first things you say, well, I must be wrong. And I'm like, how is that even possible? How is it even possible? But it it carries on through our life. And, mm-hmm. and without the level of awareness that you have, I think that could have been something that really stopped you on your journey of personal development. 
Oh, 100%. And so the thing about uh, belief systems is that first we have to recognize them, then we have to question them, and then we have to do the work to bust through that. So just having a realization of the belief system is not enough. We so have- do you think it's like the, it's just the way I am guy story? Yeah, it's just the way I am. You yeah. know, back in the day when Patrick and I first got together, we used to have these conversations and very much aligned on, you know, the universe and what's going on and and creativity and all these things. And then one day we were having a conversation about something. I says, well, what? why do you do that? And, and he said, just the way I am. Just the way I am. I went, <laughs> what? What do you mean it's just the way you are? I go, how limiting is that? What if you're way more than that? And I think you, you, we talk about this stuff doesn't happen in, you know, in epiphanies, but I think that moment might have been an epiphany. Oh, it was. I've shared that story many times because the realization that you shared with me or that I got from the conversation we had around it was you actually said to me, you said, well, you realize that's a choice. And it was like, what? <laughs> oh yeah, I watched your your brain just blow up in that moment. Exactly. What do you mean it's a choice? I'm, exactly. I, I'm not just this way by you know by default by accident. So when we look at the fact that our you know our belief systems control or dictate our thoughts, our thoughts dictate our behaviors. So if we're not getting the results we want in our life, then we either blame circumstances or outside forces or something we talk about a lot of time is that your life is a reflection of who you're being. And your values. And your values. But who you're being and your values are based on your belief systems. And so this is all to say that we have to always go to the next layer in this body of work. You know, self-discovery and is is a, is a great body of work but what do you do with what it is that you discover well especially if you're just looking for confirm you're just looking for confirmation of being right mm-hmm. you know for me i i always at, enter a conversation especially if i know that i'm going to be working with a client that's having to they want to set a new goal they've set a new standard and a higher goal they want to be olympic champion they don't just want to be you know going to the olympics but they, they keep getting the same result over and over and over again. And they're not willing to look at their mindset. They're not willing to see where those results are actually coming from a certain set of beliefs, which creates a certain level of behavior and commitment level that isn't going to get them to the top of the podium. Mm-hmm. And when those things happen, when that mind shift happens, um, I do an exercise called, what if I'm wrong? And that blows people away because they go, what do you mean, what if I'm wrong? I know this, I know that. And I go, well, if you already know all this, why are you being coached? And why have you put yourself in an environment with the best coaches in the world and you're not willing to actually consider what they're saying to be somewhat true for you? Mm-hmm. And most of the times, especially with young men, they're like, nope, I know best. I go, then why are you here? You've gotten to this point in your journey, on your career, you've gotten this level of success, yay, but you say you want more, but you're not going to get more by doing what you did to get here. And that's a mental and emotional shift. So as we work through this and understanding that, you know, our belief systems also are what drive our habits and we have to examine those habits and examine how they are serving us. And we then make excuses that, it's a habit and I don't want to break the habit. It's too hard to break the habit. But the the point of all of this is that, you know, if you're listening to a Mindset Matters podcast, there's something in the context of it that you see that you want to learn, you want to discover, and you want, you know, this, what am I going to do to move forward in a better, more powerful way? Now, our belief systems are so 
important because as I said earlier, is they, it's actually what drives your story. And so if you're not happy with the story of your life, then you need to rewrite the story. It's up to you to actually make the changes to rewrite the next, whatever it is, the next day you can start. But the point of it is, is that it has to be taking the time, having the awareness to look at your belief systems and question them. So for example, right now, I'm very focused with all the diversity that's going on in the world right now, the polarization, we've got politics on one side, we've got medical on the other, we've got vax and anti-vax and mask and anti-mask and war. war. I mean, it's all quite frankly, very tiresome. But, and I have my views of the world, but my views of the world are really irrelevant in this conversation. My you know, we uh, entertained the other night, we had friends over, they have a view of the world. And what I really got to around it all is I want to just stop and listen. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. But in this in, in this conversation, I don't really feel a need necessarily to be understood. I can vent and I can get pissed off. I can really disagree with what is happening politically, for example. But at the end of the day, what I'm really being open to doing right now is listening to the other side of an argument that I don't necessarily agree with, whatever that, whatever that argument is. And it could be politics. It could be vax. It could be, uh, COVID, you know, I, I don't, you know, like I'm just wanting to listen to it and understand the other side. I think that's healthy. And what I find right now is that as I'm listening to others, be passionate about it, be driven. Like this is right. This is like, you don't get vaccinated. You're a fool. You're putting that shit in your body. And then you got the other guy going, you got to protect me. You got to get vaccinated to protect me and the rest of the world. And I'm going, holy crap. You know, they're so intense about it. And what if we just step back from it and really examine it? And it's all based on belief systems. It is. And it's not actually as it doesn't have to be as divisive as it is. It's because we're, I think we've been a little bit brainwashed Mm -hmm. and being told that, you know, one is right and one is wrong. And when that happens, we tend as human beings to want to take a side because we're definitely, we're community oriented. We want to fit in somewhere. We want to find a, a tribe or a group, whether we believe it or not. But then next thing you know, the more you're defending your belief system or the more that you're right fighting is what we call it, more that you're right fighting. To me, that would be a trigger or um, a, a clue that maybe I'm being po- I'm being polarized, and in order to make powerful decisions, to be empowered versus being a victim, mm-hmm. I have to be able to recognize when I'm being driven to be right, and that to me is a signal that I need to slow down and step back. And going back to this situation that we're in right now, whether it's COVID and people are mandates and. I know people that are fighting to keep the mandates on. They want to keep going with masks and mandates and yeah, all that they because they feel strongly. safe. Yeah, and it makes them feel safe. It makes them feel safe. 100%. So I, I respect that. I mean, I don't, I don't want other people to be responsible for my safety. I've never been that way. Mm-hmm. But if that's how they feel, then I respect that. But then on the other side, I find that there's less respect for people who who then say, listen, I'm responsible for my own health. You know, I'm going to die of something. I'm going to have to make um, choices in my life to keep myself healthy. It's not your responsibility to keep me safe. But we're being told that it is. So then the people that are looking for safety, which is important in some people's lives, not in mine, is to to gravitate towards people that have that same belief system and then it gets reinforced there's same people on the other side where they're very ag- against everything they they will find their tribe 
Mm-hmm. And their belief system will be reinforced. And it becomes reinforced. So what happens is the divide gets greater, right? So then we're being told that we have to accept everybody and everything from from Black Lives Matters to, to gay pride and everybody's normal now. Well, why are we celebrating gay pride? Mm-hmm. Why are we celebrating or why are we getting behind certain situations? Because now if we're all the same and everybody's right, where's our... You know, where's our culture going? Well, and those are bigger conversations, but I mean, this is part of what has been driving, you know, COVID's a great example because it's in our face. We're, we're seeing it happen, unfold, and actually unfold right before our eyes. And a lot of that is driven by belief systems. But here's the fundamental thing about it. Within that, there's got to be leaders. There's got to be individuals who aren't self-righteous. Yes, you've got to have that individual that's going to lead one, you know, who's going to lead the convoy. You need those people. Who's going to fight against the convoy? You're going to have those people but the point is is somewhere in the middle i'm not neutral by the way uh, you know and 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 i don't and I, I make no bones about that i have a view of the world but at the end of the day i've i've really become not self-righteous about it i'm just observing i have my view of the world and and i i didn't know i was doing it but i said you know what i'm seeing with the general population for many is we're going into this survival mode and it's like, in order to survive, you have to be this or you have to be that. Now, what has this all got to do with belief systems and mindset and all the rest of it? It has everything to do with it. Because how do you shift your uh, your belief system to the degree that you can take a, a charge off of it one way or the other, if you want to? You know, how does it serve you? So we asked the question and you, you kind of got, almost got to it, which is there's fundamentally two states. There's that empowering state, and then there is that primal state. Now, primal state lives in self-righteousness or, sorry, self-righteousness and anxiety and uh, I'll call it... Um, well, it's reactivity. It's re- our reactivity. lizard brain. Yeah, you know? thank you. It's our lizard brain. That is in the primal state. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have a word, a world where, or you don't have an understanding and awareness of what state you're in, then you have no way of assessing it to say, is there a correction I can put in here? How do I, how do I get out of a primal state? What's driving this primal state? You may not even be aware. As a matter of fact, it may be a habit you get into. I think we've all met those individuals that it's always a drama. It's always like they go from zero to a hundred of either angry or emotional or something self-righteous in, in a moment of time. Yeah. Right. And it, it's like into that primal state. So what is driving that primal state is the, is in fact a belief system. And so then we have to examine what is that belief system. And the bigger question is, is how do we bust it? How do we bust a belief system? You can have the awareness of it and it doesn't, because here's the thing, path of least resistance. We're going to go back to what serves us and is the easiest. That's our, the path of, so you actually have to make a commitment to bust that belief system and bust that habit. Mm -hmm. And get out of your comfort zone. Because in that comfort zone, it, that circles back through, like you said, to your belief system, is that you don't then have to stretch or maybe even consider a different perspective. And when we don't consider a different perspective, then we're locked in and we're in a fixed mindset again, which will continually drive the behavior of right fighting or being righteous. And it doesn't matter what side of righteousness you're on, the minute you're righteous about something or self-righteous, then it becomes, you, you're in your primal brain. Mm-hmm. There's primal and when you're in that primal brain, it's you're all constantly in defense because you can't be wrong because it's a it's a matter of life or death. 
that's the that's it's a reactive state. Yeah, but it's a life or death reaction. Sure. That's that's the primal brain. That's survival. that's who we at survival. But if you're in an empowered state where you can see other other perspectives, then there's an opportunity for growth, maybe for conversation, maybe for less divisiveness. But those two states are so powerful and they drive us. But if you don't know you're in it, and then someone says, "Hey, could maybe we consider having a different perspective," and that and then they fight back. And like my mom would say, like, well, how, how do you expect countries to get along? <laughs> well, the, the other part about being in an empowering state, it's where creativity lives. It's where uh, listening lives. Uh, it's where joy and happiness and in, in inspiration lives in that state. The primal goes back to that fear. disempowering, that fear and understanding uh, that, you know, fear is that, you know, future events appearing real. We're living into the future. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it never works out that way. Uh, you know, and I think this story is really this, the data shows that 100% of the time, it's never as bad or to the degree that we think it's going to be. Never. Yeah, 100% it, of the time. Operating from that primal state and the reactivity in, in that that limbic system is fight, flight, or, or freeze. And that's what I'm seeing right now. People talk about fight or flight, but what doesn't get brought up a lot is freeze. And mm-hmm. this is where people are being, I find, being paralyzed right now in their decision-making. Um, the goal setting, I mean, it took all we could do. It took our entire Ice Academy Montreal coaching staff to make sure that the athletes all got to where they needed to go because there was so much pushback on the other side about what couldn't happen, what what hoops you're going to have to jump through. This isn't going to happen. Oh, they canceled another competition. All the negativity was there that it could have been so easy just to give up. Right. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, uh, there is a, 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 a belief system, a definition for beliefs, which is a group of cells that have been co- uh, connected and then reinforced. So belief uh, as a definition, a group of cells that have been connected and then reinforced. So here's the thing about it. We, we can make that definition make sense in our brain. Intellectually, we get that. You know, it's pretty easy to say, you know, if somebody says, if you say that's black, and everybody around you says it's black, even though it's white, you believe the color black, it's not a color, but you believe black is now white or right. some some version of that story, right? So we can be, it's what's connecting and then it is actually enforced by evidence, what we see as evidence or others around us. Okay, so now then, we know that beliefs are trained into us based on our experiences and how we interpret those experiences. So how do we start to shift those belief systems? First, we have to have an awareness of it. And we have to say that this belief system actually isn't serving us. Yeah. And then there's some, you know, just to throw a little wrench in there is there's some self-compassion that has to come in, you know, because if you've been living a certain way in a belief system and all of a sudden there's a little opening where you're like, oh, what if, what if I'm wrong? What if I have built my whole story, my whole scenario, the life that that I got into this point, and I can't, and it actually go any further because my belief system says I can't. What happens when that little bit of light comes through? Well, I don't know. What's what's your thoughts on that? My experience is that there's a lot of there can be a lot of anger, a lot of um, victimhoodness, if that's a word. Looking back and finding blame, mm-hmm. what got me here? I can't believe it. My parents, my this, my politics. They lied to me in the media. They did this. They that. Out everything outside of me. There's a lot of anger, and that was where people will stop. They'll shut that door. They'll shut the, or they'll just shut down that little piece of light that may be coming in to say, okay, maybe if I shift my mindset, or if I look at something differently, or if I change my perspective, 
I might actually see that I can keep going and growing and, and, and maybe even being happy again. Mm. But like you said earlier, a lot of anger and a lot of fear, sadness lives in that primal state. But as we grow as human beings, we're designed to grow. We, we, entropy, like we can't stand still. We must grow. If we don't grow, we're moving backwards. There's no standing still. There's no standing still. Exactly. Now, there's, let's, let's just kind of go off of that a little bit, a little bit longer. So we understand a couple things. Number one is that belief systems are true for us, but it's not the truth. Ooh, right. Yep. You're going to get some pushback on that one from people. They well, think I, they know the truth. They know the truth, but it is the truth for them. Yeah. It is the truth for us. I have my belief systems. You have yours. I mean, at the end of the day, they're true for us. But if you're not willing to to really question them, how does that belief system serve you today? Yeah, what do, if it's not true anymore? What if it's not true anymore? Or what if to go to the next level, you have to shift your belief system? If you don't believe something is possible then guess what? Opportunities don't show up. And if you don't believe it's possible, there's no freaking way you can do it. We've shared many times on the show, you know, I can't do that. Because. Yeah, you have all the reasons. But if you take a simple word and go, I can't do that yet, that means that you're going to step back from it and actually question what your belief systems are. That's part of it. So, you know, there's, there's a fundamental that we, you know, in the, in the world of, you know, self-uncovery is that we have to look at it and question what it is that we believe in order to change our story. And what do we want our story to be? We have to actually ask ourselves, what do we want that story to be? And that's going to change all the time because what you want your story to be in your 20s and 30s is different than what you're going to want it to be in your 60s. But you don't know what you want it to be in your 20s. You don't really know what you want your story to be until almost you arrive at your 60s. And then you go, I'm here. What do I want my story to be? So it's an evolution. And the same with your 40s. You know, as you go through life, the point of it is this, is that as you go through life, you are the character in whatever story you want to create. So what is the story you want to create? And that means looking and having the awareness of in this case, what we're talking about today is a belief system. And how do we start to shift them? Right. And the best part of that is that it circles back to self-responsibility. And a lot of what's being taken away from people right now is their responsibility to their self, their success, their vision, their goals. And I just want to shine a light on that. You know, the goal hasn't changed. For me, my life being being my best self taking care of my my health, taking care of our, our our home and our finances, that hasn't changed. It doesn't matter how divisive a, a, a vax or no vax or whatever's going on in the news or the social media areas of the world. But if you let that drive you, if you let what's outside of you drive that, then there is a place where you have to actually lock in your belief systems mm-hmm. because it can't, there's no, there's no growth there. Mm-hmm. You're locked back into the fixed mindset or in the false mindset. But this goes back to where we started this conversation around, you know, what is the goal that you have? What are the outcomes you're working backwards from? Okay, so are you interested or are you committed? So even in the word of commitment, it's going to take a belief system that you can do it and that you're prepared to do what it takes. You have to believe that part of it. So these are all little nuances that drive us and help us continue to move forward. So if your belief systems dictate your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts dictate your emotions. Mm -hmm. Your emotions dictate your actions. It's actually quite a pragmatic 
thought process that we go. So what is the belief system interrupter that we need to do, which is first awareness. Why do I believe that? How is this actually serving me? What is the habit it's creating because of that belief system? And stopping long enough to question it. Do you think that there's like a an addictive personality type that is really locked in to the of fixed course. mindset? Of course, yeah. I mean that there's there's that part of it that so much work. You know, listen, we talk about it right here. If you're listening to this podcast, because at some level. You want to really look at yourself. You want to ask yourself, what do I, what can I look at? Is there some ideas here? You know, can Patrick and Stephanie, uh, you know, share some of their thought processes and what they're learning along the way that would actually help me? That's why you're listening to this podcast. Somebody with a fixed mindset, I guarantee you is not listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, good point. Okay. So we're what? We're speaking to the, preaching to the choir here? Well, we're pe- preaching to, I think we're preaching to the choir, but you know, you, you and I both think we are all open-minded and, mm. you know, profound, but at the end of the day, we have our own fixed mindsets as well. We know that about ourselves. And so we are always examining it, as I say, and as we say with our coaching clients, is that we're on the journey as well. We're just probably entering it at a different point of the conversation, and and, and we're entering it for ourselves and where we are in the conversation of development and understanding. But that's so important. You know, I, I remember being coached always through my life. I've never not had a coach. And the most powerful experiences have always been with the coaches that go, huh, I'd never thought of it that way. That's a really interesting point. Or have allowed me to say, you know what? I'm bumping into a belief system here. Um, I need to talk through. I need to work it out. And I can't, I just need a safe place to talk about it because if I'm with what I'm getting to makes me kind of have to evaluate or reevaluate some choices that I've made or some decisions that I've made or a lifestyle that I have, that could be really scary. Yeah. So when we look at, you know, and have that as self-awareness, when we look at, for example, if we can understand that our belief system, drive our thoughts, drive our emotions, drive our actions. We have to look at that emotional part of it. What is the emotion? Is it that anxiety? Is it the anger? Is it the frustration? Fear. Is it the fear? That's on, that's on the, the when we see that, we see that primal state that, that all of us can get to really easily and really quickly. It does take an elevated thought process to recognize that you are in that particular uh, state. So this was interesting. So the example that uh, was shared with me around understanding primal state was, you know, realizing that there was anxiety and it was a circumstance where the anxiety was be cre- being created because the person realized that the environment they were in was really elevated in their eyes. There was a lot of really important people and they went, holy shit, I don't belong here. What am I doing here? So in his case, he actually had a coach and the coach phones him and says, well, hold on for a second. Let's just back up. You're in that primal state. Uh, Why are you in that primal state? Well, I know I'm in the primal state, number one, because I got anxiety. The story I'm telling myself is I don't belong here. And so the coach then circles back and says, okay, it's an interesting loop. You're spiritual. You believe in God. And if you believe that God orchestrates the world in your favor, why would God ever put you someplace you don't belong? Ooh, good story. Right? It's true. So what did the guy get to? He goes, I believe that. That's my belief system. And so why would God ever put me anywhere I don't belong? I belong anywhere and everywhere. And it was a, it was a realization. Now, what happened in that particular case with that gentleman that was in the wrong environment or in a, in a not in the wrong environment, Challenging. Sorry, in the environment that he felt that he didn't belong was that he had a realization that his belief system had now shifted. 
And it had shifted to number one out of his faith in God slash the universe doesn't make mistakes. You know, it puts you where you belong. So that was a step in the realization. And that's how things can unfold. Now, that's a sign of a good coach, too, because he knew that person well enough. Yep. The coach knew that person well sure. enough to know that they had a strong spiritual uh, belief in God. Yep. And then he would, the coach would be able to link that. That's brilliant. Connected him, right? Mm-hmm. Which is brilliant. Yep. Now, the other side of that is, of course, is what if you don't have a strong spiritual, you know, and that and that your the world necessarily always in your universe is not always unfolding in your favor. You know, we we believe you and I both believe, you know, intensely that everything that happens is in fact unfolding as it should for us. And, uh, you know, we don't happen to call it God, but we do believe that the higher power is in fact uh, part of our, we're part of consciousness. Therefore we are part of energy. Therefore we are part of what's happening in the universe and we're tapping into all the things that we tap into and it unfolds the way it needs to. And we can, well, we either, you know, you've, you've said this a lot. You either believe that or you don't. Yeah, exactly. So when you're being a victim to something that's happening and you go, well, wait a sec, well, we need to shift that because if this is happening to you, you're not in your empowered state. You're in your primal state, but it's happening for you. So what if, I mean, we're here. And this time on earth for this particular reason. I don't know why, but I know it's not a mistake. Yes. So I want to go back to primal state and belief systems. Okay. Not not go back to it. I want to I want to expand on what we talked about because as much as you might believe universal God, whatever, and everything's unfolding as it should, you know, the universe is for you, not against you, and all of those kinds of conversations. What happens if you don't believe that? Well, I'm also noticing in some of my friends that have a strong belief in God and, and that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior, they're questioning. They're like, God, why are you making, why are you letting this happen? Mm-hmm. So now they've got a different conversation going on with their God, which is... Well, they're questioning their belief. They're questioning your belief systems. Right. So that leaves, you know, and that's fine. I get all that and that's fine. They're questioning their belief systems. But what if we go back to the story of being primal state versus empowering state and you don't have anything to connect the dots and you're in primal state? Now what? Now what do you do? Because you're an intellect. Now you watch like... the news. <laughs> well, <laughs> you watch mainstream no. media and get your information. Okay, stop it. Because that's... that's that. I digress. You digress. And, and that's not... The point of it is this, is that there's lots of people that don't have a higher power belief. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, the point is, is that you have to look at it and say, okay, well, how do I get out of this primal state of being reactive, being an emotional uh, mess or, you know, emotionally charged about something? you know, one extreme, you know, to, to hate, to overjoy, to being ecstatic or being, you know, shut down with anger and or fear and or anxiety that comes with it. So, you know, this is always the first step is awareness, but it's not enough. That's the point of really this podcast, folks, is that awareness isn't enough. It is very important that you have the awareness so that you can actually change the story that you want to change. Uh, You can actually make changes, but you have to say, how do I change that? What, what changes do I make? Do I need to make? Right. What, what changes do I need to make? Well, the first change you need to be make is recognize your belief system and re- belief systems. And you don't have to look at the whole world. Like, don't overwhelm it. 
look at the seven areas of your life, you know, whether it be emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, vocational, familial. And I think that's six. I don't remember social. if I got the seventh social. The point is this is break it down into chunks. And what are my belief systems around re- relationship? I mean, how many times have you and I supported people around relationship because they believe they didn't, they would never find the right person, right? Like, are you kidding me right now? So, but if you have that belief system, you will never find the right person. We can start there. What's your belief system around money? What's your belief system around business? So where are you looking at and telling yourself a story that puts you into a primal state in, in some area of your life? It's rare, probably, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not a professional in that regard. All I know is that for you to be in a primal state for your whole life, in well, your entire life, not yeah. your whole life, but in, in all in, in its entirety, it's one of those components of those seven areas of your life. Yeah, good point. And I think when you have the support, for example, and you've got like-minded people, and and for you and I, you know, to to be compassionate coaches with a non-judgmental whether what's going on for you is not right or wrong, it is what's going on for you. So let's un- let's unpack that. Let's discover it. Let's let's bump into the be- belief systems that you're holding right now that's in your way. That's my job as a coach is to not affirm, confirm that you're right or wrong. It's to actually help you sh- maybe sh- you know hold up a mirror. Well, you know, as coaches, we know this, right? We don't have answers. We only have great questions. And our job as coaches is to ask great questions. And for you, because we all have the answers. We just need somebody to ask us great questions that have no agenda around them other than to guide us to the answer that we seek. And that's an important part about being coachable as well. So tools, number one, we talk about it often slow down, examine it. So rather than be in the charge of the emotion, whatever that emotion is, stop and examine the emotion and say, what is it? Where does it live? Where did it come from? Just don't buy into your belief system. And now that can come, and this is where you're going to, you may, you know, meditation, a great tool, breath work, great tool, journaling, get it out in front of you. I, I can't stress enough that when you write something, get it out of your head into onto a piece of paper or a tablet or something in front of you. It's no longer in your head. It is the most impactful thing you can do, I believe. I, I agree. And there's, there's structures of journaling that are really, really helpful. And the line I love is, uh, don't believe everything you think. That or feel. Or but feel. That's a great right? one. I love that. Don't believe everything you feel. <laughs> or think. <laughs> okay. We're hilarious. No, we're hilarious. Okay. So, folks, hopefully this has opened your mind a little bit to understanding that it is very, uh, awareness is very important. It is a step always in a journey of shifting and, and it's changing. it's not judgment. It's not, not judgment. Awareness is of yourself. Self-awareness and is only one component of it. Being self-aware is like a very, very high level initial step. Then you say, okay, am I okay with that? Or do I want to make a change to that? Then you have to self-examine. And And that's where I would step in and ask the question very humbly to myself or to you or to my clients is what, what if, what if you're wrong? What if I'm wrong about this opinion? Or what if my belief system has taken me to an opinion that I'm now committed to defending with my life, with my staff stuck in the ground, and that's, you know, my belief system? And my question then is, how's that working for you? <laughs> the doctor, famous Dr. Phil and 
why are you getting coached if you are more committed to that belief system than you are to your growth and development? Fantastic. We're going to leave it on that note. And folks, hopefully this has opened up some doors of question for you. That's what it's intended to do with, uh, you know, really some workable tools, tools that we know are effective in terms of self-examination. And and we went through some of those things, but question our belief systems and awareness of those belief systems is not enough. Understanding where those belief systems come from and how they're driving our life is really what is important. So if your life is in a reflection of what you want it to be, whether that be in any of those seven areas of your life. Quick list of them is mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, vocational, financial, and familial. And if you go through those seven areas of life, you'll soon discover that there's probably six of those seven areas of your life are pretty awesome. And so then look at your belief system around money or around family or around relationship and uh, then start to self-examine there question your belief systems, get it out in front of you where you can see it, see where they formed, and uh, always look at the signal of being in primal state versus empowering state. Uh, Primal state is always reactive. It's always emotional on the negative side of things. So just some food for thought. Hopefully this has been an awesome podcast. Stephanie, thanks as always for uh, having this conversation and being on this journey of mindset matters. Thanks very much. Thanks. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.